is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Welcome everybody to number 84 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. And like we said, it's not the coronavirus, it's, nope. it's the quarantine. Quarantine. Quarantine, six feet apart. Yeah, we're, right? it looks like Mecklenburg County is about to go to shelter in place. Yep. What does that mean? Stay at home. Yep. Oh, no way. Yeah. I know California just did that, right? Shut everybody down? California, yeah, whole state. Home. Whole state. They can change sort of that state. I think the only thing that, <laughs> only thing that stay open are grocery stores and uh, like medical buildings. But you can't leave, so what good is keeping those open? Essential. Well, you can leave only for grocery. Yeah, only for necessities. Only for essentials. And essentials, yeah. And medicine. Pharmacies will stay open, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like oblivious. Not oblivious to it now. I'm just kind of like, like overloaded. Yeah, it's, it changes so so much, and you know, you know, and last thing I want to do is listen to Bill De Blasio for freaking two hours, but you know, I mean, it's it's just every every minute of of, I don't know, it's just I, I can't I can't I don't know what's up and down. Right. Are, are we in a good place? Are we getting in a better place? Are we not in a better place? Are we, you know, it, it sounds like we are compared to everybody else in the world. Yeah, we've know? cut the curve down. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, that was the Plus idea. South Korea. That's the idea is to cut the curve so that it doesn't overwhelm the medical right the medical world. And uh, I mean, I guess I guess it's working. Like I like I don't know. Time, <laughs> time frame I heard. I, time frame I heard is a month. That, that's what I'm hearing right now. It'd take a, take a month for us yeah. to do this. Yeah. Well, I it's mean, funny how many people have friends in the government now too that are like you know dropping these little things in there. Like yeah, yeah, but you're I'm, I'm a mail clerk. <laughs> but I heard, <laughs> but I heard that this is what's happening. Okay, I'm going to go with that guy right now. Yeah. So it's, just, it's the, yeah, it's the last thing you heard is all you can go with. <laughs> There's no. So, but everybody's in the understanding that it's it's nine, basically ten and under, no more than ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a, in one place, they're encouraging you to stay inside. Yeah, as little contact as possible. You know, keep your distance when you're out when you're out and about. Um, obviously, the, the 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 sanitation stuff, as far as washing your mm-hmm. hands and stuff like that, is all important. I still don't get the toilet paper thing. No, I don't know why people have have gone berserk over the toilet. Maybe paper. because they're eating Taco Bell more. That could be it. Or they're co- or they're eating their own cooking. Well, that's they're it. Like, oh, I never, <laughs> never realized. Yeah, I don't cook. Oh, man, yeah. I stink at cooking. Yeah, but, but restaurants are supposed to be closed by five, except for takeout and delivery. All that. I mean, it's it's weird. The only the only. Two, I mean, there were two instances in my life where it was kind of surreal, like this, where it was just like you don't know what's up or down. We had the L.A. riots when I was a kid, mm-hmm. so that was about '92. And how far were you from those? I was in the valley, and they were over in the city okay. side. So probably you know on the 25, 30 minute drive or something like that. Um, but still, I mean, everything kind of in. The, you know, we were city. Down. We were yeah, LA were city, there. so you know, uh, n- nobody went to school, and everybody was just, you know, it's like. Yeah. But you know, people are still working that had jobs and stuff like that. But and you could like, go outside and play. And oh yeah, we went over the little league fields. Like yeah. we just went over the little league fields, and um, we, you know, sifted. Uh, we were sifting rocks because they just built a new field. It's not sifting rocks, sifting the dirt to get the rocks mm-hmm. out yeah. for the new the new field that was built. And then uh, after the Northridge earthquake in '94. Um, I was a middle schooler at the time, and we had uh, uh, my my middle school was actually in Northridge. I, I lived in Panorama City, but my school was in Northridge, and our school was I mean it was a kind of a big U shaped building, and the side that was built on Phil shifted, so it was condemned the rest of the time I went to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was two weeks of just nothing, 
It was, you know, and there, you know, a couple of days of no power, and then the power yeah. is back, and then. So, you, 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 did your family have like structured classes and stuff like that? No, we just, didn't. Just played. I mean, yeah, we just played. Yeah. You know, we yeah. just played. We went out to my grand, my grandfather's. Uh, he had an aircraft parts business, little little shop, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. probably half the size of our building, but it was all like right. warehouse shelving, and it, they had all tipped over. So, I mean, for oh. for, for a so long you were time, picking everything up. we were sitting there and trying to sort stuff back yeah. into boxes and make sure that the part numbers were matching because mm-hmm. the part numbers and the paper work had to go together for the FAA. Was like, I want to go back to school. This <laughs> sucks. Uh, so. And that's uh, th- th- having the boys home. Yeah. You know, they got, uh, you know, the school sent them home with some curriculum. Um, and now that, you know, at 10 o'clock this morning, they went on to do like an online, uh, 30 yeah, minutes of online. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing all that kind of stuff. And my wife's job is, it's always been remote. So, I mean, it's still blowing and going. So, yeah. you know, she's working and then she's got, I'm trying to help as much as I can with the school yeah. stuff. And You're useless. Stay out of the way. Oh, I, I've painted the ceiling <laughs> she, in two rooms. Now, now she's now she's catching on when she's not there. <laughs> what really happens to these kids? You know, I can't figure out like, why are my boys like that? <laughs> I keep I painted the ceiling in two rooms and nice. I just keep going over them again and again and again. Yeah. You know, it's like you just it's like painting the same it's wall just mind, to make sure. Mindless work right now. So did you just get coffee ordered? I did. Well, your mom. Well, delivery only. I, you were allowed oh, yeah, to delivery. delivery. I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go you didn't give her a tip. Listen, she's lucky she's here. No. <laughs> oh, I think I just saw a middle finger out of the window. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a farce right there. But so. It, it's tough because, you know, I mean, we're baseball people. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to kind of figure out how to, one, keep things engaged, the kids engaged, but two, how to keep, you know, revenue going. I mean, everybody's trying to figure out how to maintain your businesses. And we mm-hmm. keep hearing, you know, support your restaurants, support your restaurants. Well, support your baseball organization, <laughs> too, man, you know. You know, it's not like we're, we're you know, we're, we're sitting out here because we are based, well, our business is based on bringing people to us. Right. You know, that's that's where we're at. And we're a service industry, you know, for people. And it's, you know, when, when this has a uh, restrictions on it, it becomes it becomes. Well, everybody in our world makes their money off the numbers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you do camps, you do clinics, you do uh, a certain number of lessons and it's all getting to a, a number. And it, there's just no way to get to the numbers right now. No. You know, you can't you can't run a clinic. You know, the numbers are, are saying that. And then, you know, you take the right precautions with with making sure that people are, are staying apart from each other and now all of a sudden you can't do as many lessons as you wanted right. to do and in right. clinics you know yeah. you, I had a clinic in the building the other night and there were supposed to be six of us in here and then I'm looking and there's you know a couple cages with lessons and stuff like that and I'm like I just need to spread these mm-hmm. spread these out mm-hmm. so that we don't have all these people right. in here at once just to you know I get do my part or do yeah. our part you know and we have uh, we have somebody coming in today to uh, to disinfect all the rugs and the walls and stuff like that so it's you know, we're gonna take we're gonna take our our part in that. And make sure that our facility is you know is is handled correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that everybody else does because you know we do it all the time anyway. We do it every year. We have somebody come in and disinfect the building because you know you got. I mean, listen, you got kids flu sweating season. around and flu, and you know people want you know a kid you know he sneezes and it's on the rug and you know it's or they're sliding and they you know tear their anything. knee up yeah, or you know something. something. So I mean, so we constantly do that, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring them in and do it again right now. Um, and just kind of you know see what we can what we can figure out here as far as we've shut down for the week, you know we've 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 done that we've we've not gone ahead and put on any camps or clinics or practices or things like that. But it's it's tough, man. I mean it's you know my boys are jonesing to get out. I mean mm-hmm. they actually went out somewhere yesterday 
and played long toss away from everybody else, just the two of them. So they were, you know, they were getting out of the getting out of the house. But I took the boys over to the the park over by our house yeah. yesterday, just just to get outside and do something because yeah. they're going stir crazy. Uh, it's it's it, it's rough. But so Major League Baseball shut down. So I'm watching MLB Network. Have you been watching that? I would the greatest games. Did you watch Mark Fidrich? I didn't see that, dude. You got to go watch that game against the Yankees. That like I, I Fidrich was before me. And then, you know, and I heard about him, you know, and never really, I never saw him pitch. I never really paid attention to it. But, you know, I heard all the antics and you saw the clips every now and then of him talking. Watch him for nine innings. Oh, man. It's it's crazy. Berserk. It's crazy. But it's fun. And everybody was kind of like engaged in it. And then he was, you know, he's talking to the ball and then Oscar Gamble's talking back at him. And I mean, it was really, it, it was it was fascinating. I watched it twice yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I watched it twice. And then I watched the 23, uh, it was a Cubs-Phillies uh, game. And it was 23-22 game. Oof. And, you know, Schmidt hit two home runs. Kingman hit three home runs. Wynn was blown out of Wrigley. Only four errors in the whole game with all those all those runs. Pretty pretty crazy. It just seemed base hit after base hit. Double. Pitchers were hitting home runs. Uh-huh. It was... Uh, Best it, it athletes was, on the field, you know? Yeah, that's what we hear, right? So... <laughs> but, you know, but it was it was fun. It gave me... I mean, I sat there and I was like, okay, I'm getting my, I'm getting my baseball fix. And the other thing that I, was, I watched again, and all, you know, I mean... Was uh, the battered bastards of baseball? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, dude, you, you keep preaching. Oh on my it. god, it's unbelievable. You know what? I would if if you were done right. This is like this is indie ball. This is the beginning of indie ball. If you're done playing and you just can't let go, this was the team to go play for. They're drinking beer in the dugout. They're smoking cigarettes. They're sitting in yeah. the stands. The owners got them sitting in the stands. During the game with the fans, if they're not in the game, go hang out with the fans in the stands, and they and they run the league. They run the league. It's 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 it, and it's a true story. Bing Russell, who is um, oh, they were playing in the PCL or they're something. They're in the PCL. Yeah, okay. They're in the PCL. Yeah, when it was a short season PCL, but uh, they 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 ran a tryout. They posted a tryout like in the old Sporting News, thinking you know maybe we'll get twenty twenty five guys here. And they played in Portland. I played in that. I don't know if you ever played in Portland. Never yeah. never did the PCL. Yeah, I played in uh, in in that stadium. But they run this ad for. You know, players that want to, like, you know, possibly, you know, be part of this independent league and they're going to play in the Pacific Coast League. So they're professional baseball players and they're the Portland Mavericks. And, dude, they came from all over the country. Guys riding motorcycles across the way, you know, <laughs> guys walking. I mean, just, just wild stuff. And uh, Jim Bouton ended up pitching for him. Oh, wow. So very cool, man. I just, I, I can't encourage, I, I love that movie. It's, you know, I, I, you know, the natural, you know, it's, you know, too much, too much love story in it for me to watch it more than once. And I don't, I don't want that. I want baseball. I'll, say, I'll tell you what, like, I mean, Bull Durham, like, I could catch that, like, on TBS mm-hmm. or something like that. Any point mm-hmm. in the movie, and I could sit down there and finish mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's that kind of movie for me. But, yeah, yeah like, The Natural has, if you're not watching the very end, like, yeah. you can't just, you just, you don't just pick up and, and, mm-hmm. and catch on to that one. Yeah, you know, Bull Durham, like you said, is, is a great movie. Um, well, uh, Field the, of Dreams Field is of Dreams amazing. Is phenomenal. Amazing That's movie. phenomenal. That's so. it. That even goes across genres. Yeah. <laughs> that was the remix. Sorry. Um, yeah, that one goes like you don't have to be a baseball head or anything like that yeah. to sit there and like really dig into that one. It's a, that one. That one's a pretty sweet movie, especially the father son connection. And yeah. if you got boys or something like that, it's like wow. Same great. thing I think with Major League. Major That's League. a good movie too. That does it. I don't. I, I like. I, I like Major League. I like Major League One. I'm not so such a big fan of Major League no, Two. No, yeah, first one. But Major League One, I like. But like what John's saying, I, 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 it crosses over. I mean, it's, 
you know, anybody can watch it and enjoy the movie. You don't have to necessarily be a baseball fan. Major League, you got to be like a baseball fan. You think so? I just, you know, I mean, a a fan in the sense that there's the Cleveland Indians, they're supposed to be pro ball. It's, you know, you're trying to connect that way. But, you know, in John's point... You know, that's a father-son story. Yeah. You know, that's well, it's, a, it's got hippies in it. It's got communists in it. It's got <laughs> baseball in it. It's got, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Well, I'm trying not to watch anything depressing, you know. I want, yeah. I want to watch, I want to, you know. If you want to watch comedy. depressing, you just got to put it on the news. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, is you know, Andrew's, Andrew's, is it your cousin or your uncle or what? Sebastian. Sebastian. Uh, he's my Sebastian cousin. Sebastian Maniscalco. Yep. Yeah, the Chipotle. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he's like that funny or it's just his movements. Uh, huh? What do you think? You, I'm. You, it's you're his not eyebrows. It's his movements. It's his eyebrows too. His eyebrows. He has eyebrow. a lot of facial. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, like if if I went in and there was you know a couple comedians playing a playing a set or whatever, yeah. and I caught his set, I, I that's that's great. You know, I'd enjoy it. But I I, I definitely could, wouldn't be one of those guys that go see like a you know oh, a show. Amanda's or, all know. over that. Amanda wakes up and, and plays like he's got little clips everywhere. Yeah. So it's like her daily prayer. I, honestly, I think it's more <laughs> it's of a, a regional daily thing. devotional. Is it? Well, you know what? For me, it is because it's it's an Italian that married a Jewish person, which I grew up in that in that mix my whole life. And it's always interesting because you never really you never really saw that connection. Although I do have a good friend um, that I grew up with, uh, Vinny LaJoy, that mar- married Barbara Sinkoff. That was kind of, you know, from two different sides of the track. It was uh, it was pretty pretty interesting. And, and they're married to this day, and and you know, awesome couple. But is he you know, from Chicago? Yeah, yeah. You he know, he sounds he, he, he was just in a movie as they come. He was just in uh, the Irishman with Robert De Niro. Yeah. There's a movie. If you got three hours, watch that. It's a good movie. I haven't get, seen it. By the way, you've you've got three hours. I have three hours. I do. <laughs> Everybody's got I three have, hours I have right many, now. Many, many, many. <laughs> the Irishman hours, so. was like, oh, this is what we were counting on when we put this movie out. We exactly. Needed we needed a virus. Yeah. Was it good? That was great. Yeah, it really was. It. And you, you know what? So again, that's the you know you're talking about you know where I grew up. I mean, I grew up in that environment. I grew up with you know I knew about Jimmy Hoffa, and you know my father was an attorney, and he represented labor unions. Which was all mafia. Yeah, was, I mean, it was all you know. It was all it was all mob run, and you yeah. know that you know he was the attorney for the uh, for the labor for local sixty six. I had some great jobs, man, as an Irish kid, German Irish kid. <laughs> <laughs> I had more Uncle Paulies and Uncle Mikes that I didn't even know. Hey, Uncle Paulie, <laughs> Uncle Mike, yeah, Uncle Vinny, you know. But I didn't I didn't know I didn't know any of them. <laughs> there was no blood involved. But I would get some I'd get some cake jobs, man. Didn't you just sit up and watch like the entrance of a like a lumberyard or something. No, it was a boat. So this is this is the idea. So my house, my the house that my 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 stepdad and my mom moved in. Like I lived in about a house the size of a trailer until she remarried, and then I was in the biggest house in Patchogue on the Great South Bay on two acres, looking over to Fire Island. You were like Pretty Woman, man. I you was, hit the exactly, lottery. <laughs> I was. I was Pretty Woman, man. Exactly. So the the dock was an L dock. Um, so from my house, we sat in the cove of all the boats, and there was a tower that sat in the corner of the L dock and I would sit there and I'd have to watch these boats. Well, no boats were ever stolen in the history of Patchogue out of this out of this area anyway. Well, so, it's because of badasses but, like you. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> they knew, I'd stand in that window and start flexing my, my chicken wings. They'd go nowhere. But it, it was interesting because I had to sit there, but it was like make out point. Remember everybody would go to the dock and make out and like, oh, dude, there's that. Oh, with that chick? Oh, well, you know. So I could write a whole book just sitting there. But it was even better is that I would work from like four to midnight, right? And I'd start to get hungry, and my the kitchen from the house, and it was probably I would say 
a quarter mile. You can see my house to the, it was direct. Nothing in between us but water. And when I got hungry, I'd start flicking the light. And then my mother would drive around and bring me food. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he had a maid. I had it made. This guy. And then, <laughs> and then I got... 60 cents I, an hour. Listen, and he's listen, you, learn, listen well, you learned the hustle where we were at. You, I mean, you did. I mean, especially because I didn't... I wasn't born into, you know, what I ended up in, you know, as far as my stepdad and all that other stuff. But so you always, you always figured out how, how do you step out of the house, you know, with no money and come home with $5. So they had the... They, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but... <laughs> so they, they... You had to be a town of Brookhaven resident to get on the dock for 4th of July, right? So you had to check stickers. Everybody had to, you had to get the sticker and... If you didn't have a sticker, I had to charge you. And I, got, I made some bank, man. Hey, cash <laughs> business, baby. I can't ask you to turn around. We got a line, but you got to give me a 10. You know, got a carload of cash. Take a 10. <laughs> yeah, hustling. I worked for my uncle. And uh, he had a he had an aircraft parts business uh-huh. as well. And they'd buy, they'd buy used parts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And after a certain amount of, of time, like if they weren't going to use them, they couldn't just go and scrap them because they'd end up on the black market. Uh-huh. So uh, he, he'd set me up with a welding torch. I'm like you know, 14 <laughs> or 15 years old with a welding torch. And I'm sitting there, you know, just beating Man. up these parts. And all I got to do is destroy the parts, right? Yeah. Well, I had, my parents got me some jeans that weren't, Big enough at the ankle, so they were like, oh, you, you can see my waters, socks. You got to pull your shoes no, up? I mean, they, they would just go down and bunch at the top of my shoe, so I'd cut the, uh, the bottom so they did sit over the top of my right. shoe, but there'd be a little phrase on there. I used to catch myself on fire all the time. <laughs> my pants would be going, I had no hair on he the had, inside of my he legs. Had shorts. He had shorts before that. So, you know what's cool about that? So, when, uh, a baseball story. When I was 16 years old, um, I came home, my father was at the dinner table, and he said, you know, Happy 16th birthday, you got three choices. I said, okay, cool. He said, uh, a car, a boat, or a batting batting cage and batting machine. And I'm like, car, chicks, absolutely, car. He goes, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, boat, I live right here on the bay. I shoot across to the Fire Island. I'm on the ocean. Chicks, boat. He goes, mm, no. <laughs> so I ended up with a I said okay how about a batting cage and batting machine he goes good choice right? so, so I get a batting machine I have the old jugs machine you know like uh, we had in here for a little while and the wheels and you would beat up balls you know the ripped up balls that we have in here I'd have buckets of those right because everybody would come over and hit and you know have to order more balls more balls and in the mornings the fog would sit over the cove uh, you know where the boats were and a lot of a lot of the clammers had boats. They, that was their living. They'd go out with a big rake and they would pull the bottom of the bay and they would get clams and that's how they that's how they made their money. So I could hear them going out. Right? I would set up my pitching machine about five in the morning. They can't see anything and hear it, and I could hear them and I would just boom, boom. And then they were wooden plank boats and you'd hear <laughs> <laughs> Where are they coming from? We're under I do attack. that about once a summer. You know, they also, just like it was great. It was never like, got caught. Never got caught, and they never put it together because we had hedges that blocked the batting cage, so they didn't realize I had a batting cage. These were climbers. They they worked in the morning and left. You know, there were never the times that I was that I was out there, but it was and it was funny. I, I guess I was sort of a punk, huh? Yeah, no, no, a little bit. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> hustling. Were, were, were. Yeah, you were. I'm better now. <laughs> I'm so much better now. So, 
pick the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. It is, yeah. <laughs> what the, so you're just getting out with the boys, with, you know, baseball-wise. I mean, I, that's all I can do is, is watch MLB Network and, and try to catch yeah, Well, actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm prepping now, so I'm watching all those shows based off of Alaska so that I can learn how to do things on my own. I'm going to Eddie Busky's. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, driving straight, I'm driving straight to Eddie's, man. I was thinking of, like, Eddie Busky. I've got another guy that kind of does something similar to that, and he's on about... I don't know, 3,000 acres. And I was like, sheltering in place on 3,000 acres is a lot different than my little postage stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting inside this house. Yeah. I'm like, you could do a lot of things with that much that much ground. But it, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know what to do. I mean, Eddie, 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 Eddie's a hunter, so there's guns. Oh, and there's, and and there's, there's a deer. freezer there's full. There's a freezer full. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say this because people will start running there. Oh, he doesn't do have not to worry. go to Eddie Busky's. It's all contaminated food. <laughs> <laughs> All the deer had coronavirus. Yeah, it is. It is. He's, yeah, they are. They are. They are. They have weapons and they know how to use them, though. So yeah, that's exactly right. Yep, they got. They got. They got good weapons. So I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the boys out today, out to out to a field. Keep you know. Keep it two, three, four. Yeah. No more than that. I mean, listen. I people are gonna be upset because they say stay in your house. You know, all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not staying in the house all the time, but I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the you know I'm not gonna go like get a crowd of everybody like people are putting out there right now that they're gonna hold a, uh, a scrimmage and stuff like this you know on March 28th or 29th like how are you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. I mean you and, can and, and again you brought up a good point the other day because I was angling for practice you know with a certain number and, and you know you, you you talked to us you know you and Sue both talking off the ledge on that um, but you know what you know it. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't just hang. You got. I mean, you know the. You know, I was thinking about like shelter yeah. in place if you're in an apartment complex or something like that. That's got to be a strange thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know how far that you got to go to to do that kind of thing. But like you know, to me, you know, going out to an open air place out in the sunlight, like you're good, man. Yeah. You're good. You know, obviously, I'm not the CDC, and I, you know, I mean. I don't. I don't know what the record. I think. I think the biggest thing is just avoid people. Avoid people you don't know. I mean, the people in our neighborhood were around all the time, anyways. Like, right. if if somebody's got it, we've you got already it. all got you're, it. You're you know, it's not it. even. It's not something that's that that's not going to happen. But you know what? Your friend. Your friends with Olson. I might go to his house. <laughs> they're not home. They're not home right now. Oh, perfect. Yeah. The maids are though. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they may be. They may be. <laughs> Yeah, that house is that house would be a good setup to shelter in place. It's got the pools, got the got some the entertainment going court. on. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, we're gonna take a break here, and yep. we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring in the the Cobos twins um, yep. that played through our organization, and both have been drafted. One has signed, the other's down in Coastal Carolina, and uh, so affected by this coronavirus in, uh, he's gonna in be different like an, ways. He's going to be like an eight-year senior by the end of this thing. He is going to be an eight-year senior. <laughs> he's going yeah. to graduate he, a he doctor. Asked, he asked me if I had any Grecian formula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We're back, and we got uh, two special guests, twins, Will and Scott Kobos, both drafted. Um, and Scott, you decided not to sign. Yes, that's And uh, ended up at Coastal. And Will, yeah. you got, from GW, got drafted and signed in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Yes, so. sir. And now you're both home. 
Yeah. So different uh, different stories right now. So what's it like? You know, you're supposed to be down in minor league camp. You said that they were going to pay for housing and everything while you were down there, or that's what you understood and you really didn't investigate. That's what I understood. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of just stuff I've seen on Twitter so far. We haven't been notified by the team or anything about anything like that, but kind of just rolling with it right now. So we saw off season mode. There's a um, Brian Holman sent me something yesterday about they're talking about paying the minor leaguers twenty five per diem, twenty five dollars per day until a certain period of time. So it's going to equate to about five hundred dollars. That's how they plan on compensating the minor leaguers until they figure out what else is what. Further is going to go on twenty five dollars a day, five hundred dollars. Man, times have changed. They would have paid right? us anything. Nothing. <laughs> we were getting home. nothing. Sent us home. But you, so you got down there. You got, you got, you got the spring training because you were you were working out mm-hmm. here at CBC, and then peeled off and went. And you were down there what eleven days, ten days, something like that. Something not very like long. That. Not very long. And you were throwing the ball well. Throwing the ball well felt good. It was nice to be down in the heat. Yeah. And then seems like right as I got down, I got sent back. Excited about the season, and what did you think you were going to, what were they projecting? So right now, I was probably going to head back to Greensboro. I finished there last year and did pretty well, but kind of small sample size, so I was going to head back there for a little bit, and then hopefully get up to Bradenton for a high A. And you, dude. Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) Uh, So you got like, it's interesting, because these boys have been around CBC since the very beginning. I mean, when we were in the original building, and... uh, you know, it's funny to watch their work ethics in the beginning. Like, Will didn't really want to do much, and Scott was like a freak. <laughs> he wouldn't leave and he'd keep going. But, you know, they both, you know, they, they both took a different journey and, and ended up somewhat in the same place. I mean, yeah. did you think this was this is the year that you would get drafted again or get an opportunity to go? Uh, yeah, my big problem at Coastal was just staying healthy. My first year, I had an avulsion fracture, avulsion fracture in my elbow, and they had to basically do a, a modified Tommy John surgery to fix that. And then my second year, I'd come back, and then I slipped a disc in my back and had really bad sciatic symptoms. Uh, so I couldn't really walk, couldn't really pitch for a while. And the feedback I got was, you're good, just stay healthy. We just want to watch you pitch for a whole season one time. And this was my chance to do that. I was pitching pretty well, staying healthy, and then this whole thing came along. Okay, so what are they, they going to do with the draft? Got a draft. I mean, you got right. you to yeah, mm-hmm. push forward. You just got to use the information you have. So we got to get you in front of some people to throw. Are you healthy to throw? Yeah, I'm good to throw. I've got yeah. no no injuries or ailments holding me back. You know, long. this is this. I've is, been making this is, TikTok videos recently. So <laughs> <a> TikTok <laughs> pitching video. Oh, dude! So this this is this is payback for what you guys did to your dad. You know that, right? So what they, we were playing, and it, and I guess your dad had knee surgery or something like that, some problems, and he was on a cane, and then he came in one day, and the cane had the adjustable buttons on it. So they kept shortening the cane on him, and he kept. <laughs> but if you if you go out to the Knights games, their dad is always down the third base line, and he's the one that holds up the signs. You Show me your. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but you guys excited? I mean, this 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 part sucks, no doubt about Absolutely, it. But you yeah. know, if if this works out. We hope in a couple months everybody's back and going. It's going to be interesting to see how many minor leaguers don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, because this was okay. I'm going to give it one more shot, or I got to go get a real job, and they fall into a real job. You know, they have a degree, and they decide to stay. Yeah, we didn't like. Real you're going to see. Today. I was going to say you're going to see. Uh, <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to see a lot of guys in about. January happened to choose between staying home with their new kids. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. A little no extra time, about the, yeah, a little extra time at the house. Yeah. So, but you guys are going to continue to work out. Obviously, yeah. you know, you're, you're here. That's good. You're going to stay in the right frame of mind. Absolutely. Um, you know what? So, 
you, Scott, never wanted to pitch. No. You hated to pitch. I no, couldn't get I, him to go on the mat. I, I was like, It's like pulling teeth. Yeah, we'd go, we'd go have him throw <laughs> yeah. bullpens, and he's like, yeah, I'll throw, he'd throw like five or seven. He'd just see how hard he could throw it, and yeah. then he'd be like, walk out. I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go hit. Yeah, I'm going to play the outfield and whatever. And then you end up, you know, when you when you got down to Florida, right? Yeah, my junior college. So what was the junior college? St. John's River State College. St. John's River State College, okay. And then they put you on the bump and... Yeah. Did they was, say you couldn't hit or you couldn't feel? What was nah, the deal? It was conditional. Uh, so I took BP on the field because I went for a little tryout there because I never really knew who I was. I just sent him a few swings from right. my season at Asheville. And it was uh, come down here, take BP, show you around school, see what we like. And then so BP was all right. And then I threw a few from right field. Uh, my first throw, I just, they were just like, just see how far you can throw it. And I threw it from pretty deep right field into the third base dugout. <laughs> And he was like, oh, okay, uh, so let's see if you can put on target. I just dotted the next three right to the third baseman. And he goes, uh, so we're just going to walk right to the bullpen over here. <laughs> and if you, and just uh, put me on the radar gun. It wasn't much. It was like 85, 86. But he goes, if you want to come play here, you're going to have to pitch too. And I was like, pitch or quit baseball? It's like, yeah. ah, might as well do both. And so I got to hit and pitch there at St. John's, and it was a blast. But uh, ultimately, pitching was going to get me a lot farther. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. Great swing, but great swing. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to throw that in there. Great swing, terrible sense. hitter, but great. Great swing. swing. Yeah. Oh, I great, great right turn to the dugout. <laughs> oh, if it was eighty-four, eighty-eight flat. See yeah. you later. Anything else? Uh, not much. You did. You did. You, you, you did. You did ambush some people at eighty-four, eighty-five. I do. I do remember that that clearly. So, but both of you guys had health in, health issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know, you 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 were grinding through it, Will. Um, yeah. While you were in pro ball. Mm-hmm. And, so, and at GW. It's, yeah, it started at the end of my senior year of high school. Tore my UCL, had to get surgery going in, and I was really lucky that the coaches at GW were willing to work with me and keep me there and allow me to get better, rehab, learn the game a little bit, and then bounce back. And then my first full season in pro ball, I pulled my hamstring in May, missed about a month and a half, and coming back just took a lot longer than you'd think. Because you feel healthy, you feel fine, but then... It's just the little things of being able to use your muscles again. And luckily I got more comfortable, got back to where I needed to be, and finished out the year strong. And then Thank the, goodness. <laughs> the big thing this offseason was maintaining health, getting more mobile, and then being able to use my lower half better to prevent an injury for this year. So I was hopefully planning on playing a full, full <laughs> season, but that's a... Might so, not yeah, have to. I mean, you sit here and you look at these guys, John. I mean, they were like 50 pounds when they walked in here. Oh, they were big. They, they, they were skinny little runs. <laughs> Float away in his Will was always bigger. Will yeah, was, Will yeah, was bigger. Probably 20 or 25 pounds bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, not quite uh, that much yet. Like, no, no, no. I mean, back in, the, back, yeah, in back, back in high school. Back in high school, he was considerably But he wasn't as hyper as he was. Yeah, because he would lift when I would hit off the tee. And I'd hit for an hour, and he'd lift for an hour, and then we'd go home. It's like, I'm not lifting. Yeah. Where'd that hit and get you? <laughs> got me a bad back <laughs> well that's good man well we appreciate you guys and we're we're, we're excited that uh you know you're in here working out and yeah you love know, this place have, have the upside to it. well you guys have been here forever man so it's you know it's 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 fun to watch the evolution of a lot of these kids that you know that have been through it i mean we have you know by insurance from brad collins i've had uh you know another guy appraise my house you know with, AJ James hit me in the head with a bat and sent me to the hospital as a lawyer. Now <laughs> I gave uh, I, I ran into one of our uh, our 2016 grads the other day. I gave him a couple bucks at the uh, at the off ramp. Did you really? <laughs> Did you have that shirt on? Played for CBC. Need money? <laughs> you know, you say that's funny, but I, I when I went I was driving up on 85 one time. I got off on Sugar Creek. 
And there was a guy standing there that said, I will work for food, and he had a CBC t-shirt on. I saw one at the, I got off at the, <laughs> yeah. and there was a, I don't know, 77 in Nations Ford or something like that. I got off, and there was a, there was a, I've seen two different academies from Tampa. One of them was CBC, and then the other one at the off-ramps. I'm like, just, yeah. you just, just got to, I guess the kids give their shirts away. At, you know, I got, a, I got a money for you, but take this t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> one, one you got on is pretty dirty. But, well, good luck, you guys, and we, uh, we appreciate you being in here and, and working out and as long as they allow us to keep the doors open and we can keep it to a minimum, you know. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll be oh, here. Yeah. Clorox wipes and towels. So. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Leave them, too. Leave them here. We need them. So, all right. Well, we appreciate it. And, yes, sir. Uh, Thank you. All right. So, we'll be right back. back and do you remember the first off season you had that I'm not the first off season the first season that you weren't going back to play yeah how odd was that to be it was you know, weird at, at spring and I wouldn't know. even yeah that was uh like for two or three springs I wouldn't I wouldn't watch any baseball like I just couldn't I couldn't watch it yeah after I had stopped playing and then uh, eventually I cycled back into it and, and, you know, enough time had passed that it, you know, I just wanted to see it again, but couldn't watch it, man. It just like, you know, you sit there and you're watching those spring training games and you're like, oh man, that's where I should be right now. Or now, I could be. Did you, did you think that you left the game earlier than your body was telling you to leave the game? No, oh, my body told me I had to quit. Yeah. So I, I was going to have way. to go in and have another shoulder surgery or not another, but <clears> I was going to have to have my shoulder cleaned up and I'd missed a year. I missed a 09. I pitched in mm-hmm. 10. But my shoulder was bothering me all season. I was going to have to miss eleven probably with the shoulder, and I was like, I got Grady's. You know, Grady was just born. I was like, I'm I'm done. You know, I'm you know I'm a triple A guy, and I'm thirty years old. I'll be thirty two by the time I'm finished rehabbing and doing this stuff. I was like, yeah. Did you go? Did you go right to work? Um, or did you have enough money put away at that time? Just kind of float through it a little bit. And I, I mean, I, w- I was I was trying to figure. I mean, I was trying to figure it out. Um, I was I was a, I was about four or five months short of my degree, so I finished mm-hmm. up my degree right right mm-hmm. as I had finished. Um, trying to figure out if like if that was the direction to go, you know, follow you know business yeah business administration. What is it? What I got my degree in? Like, do I go that direction? I tried doing a little bit of sales. Um, just it was like entry level sales like honestly business to business like I'm, you know i'm walking in cold calling and stuff like that it was miserable mm-hmm. i was awful at it too i think i i, I think yeah, i told I the story to some uniforms terrible no <laughs> uh, Huck's, uh, I, I worked for uh, mike huckabee a little bit over at huck sportswear uh and that was when i was actually coaching so i was just you know i would I, you know maybe you know, 10 hours a week or so, I'd mess around with some uniform stuff. I only ended up selling to myself, though. Like, when I'd, <laughs> when I'd go outfit the Southern Express thing. Recipe like, for fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I get myself, a, you know, then I give myself a deal on the stuff, yeah. too. So I didn't even make any paycheck from Hux. No I, I was like, oh, boy. Um, and then, you know, but I mean, I never wasn't coaching when I started. You know, right when I got out, I started messing around with, uh, you know, kids teams and you know helping out here and there and then started the southern express teams with mm-hmm. uh, borchard and then that's when right. we hooked up with you and uh we got together and kind of committed to doing this as my my full-time gig and uh 
But yeah, I was terrible at sales though. I hated, I yeah. hated it. I hated. I thought, I thought, I thought sales was like going out golfing with clients and stuff. <laughs> this was, this I was, was going to be good at that. This was, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought people would yeah. call me to buy yeah. stuff occasionally, and it was like, no, you have to go and sell it to their face, yeah, and you, you have to like, sell them on the spot too. I was like, no way. Yeah. So I'd, I, I ended up like the, my favorite places were to go to like. Um, I don't know, like mechanic shops and, and stuff and like that. that and I would hang out. Yeah, I'd just yeah. hang out with like, you know, like some, you know, redneck dude. You know, we'd talk hunting for an hour. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, you need some toner for that printer? Like, I don't even know if it works, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, man. I'll yeah. see you later. You guys, uh, oh, we sell paper towels. You need paper towels? <laughs> That'd be it. That'd be like the extent of my sales pitch. It'd just be me and, me and a redneck. Yeah. I go into like a medical office and stuff like that, and trying to sell, trying to sell them some. Oh yeah, papers. you're there. You're going from a big leaguer to like the bottom of the sales barrel. Like, oh, you know, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You should be buying from yeah, me. Yeah, man. Some yeah. of those guys were really good at it too. Some of these yeah. guys were hustlers, and they could oh, they yeah. go in and. I mean, I always I, I I cringed every time I did it because I was like, do they really need this stuff? First of all, and, you know, am I really doing them a service, or am I actually right. bothering them? You know, I felt like I was bothering people, and I was like, I don't want to do that. And then, I, you know, I started doing the coaching stuff and I was like, okay, I mean, there's enough scratch here where I can, you know, survive on this. And then, you know, Anna, Anna's been a big part right. of it. You know, she's, she's rather successful at what she does. So it allows me to kind of stay on the field and stay sane. Cause the other stuff, I mean, I'm just not I cut can, out for it. I'm, I can, I've got I such a bad attitude when I do it too. Oh man. So I, I stepped out. I, when I stepped out, I had invested in a golf apparel company. <clears throat> then it was like two, two buddies of mine. That were actually like cutting and sewing and everything right there, and it, it was, I mean it was a good product. It, it was Buzzsaw was the name of the uh, the company, and um, we ended up selling it to another group in Winston Salem, and then we had to stay on. We had we all had percentages, but we had to stay on and work and whatever. And I was I went from you know being in front of you know forty thousand people to in the bowels of North Carolina and cutting sew houses with people with no teeth and you know and they were great people. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it was just like a whole different. You know, and I loved it. The people were like salt of the earth. They were great. They were hard workers, whatever. But I'm like, what am I doing? I'm measuring jeans. I got to know shrink rates. I got to, you know, I'm, you know, what kind of buttons and how many buttons on a jean and how many. I'm like, oh my god. It's so and, weird. Oh, it's just like, what am I doing? And uh, not to mention, <clears throat> just, I mean, I mean, I know it's, it, you know, at this point, it's probably even better. But like, you get conditioned to only have to worry about certain things in pro ball. You yeah. know, there, you've got clubbies, you've got, you know, you've got traveling secretaries, you've got these people that yeah, whose job up, it is to ready. make sure you're ready to play. You know, yeah. everything is so that you're ready to play. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, I, it, it's baptism by fire, though, when you're out. All of a sudden, you're like, I have to, I'm have in charge of everything. Dude, that when you get off the field in the big league game and you're getting ready to get on a plane, your bag is almost all packed. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go. Just sitting there. And they're going to pick it up and they're going to take it and they're going to go and... You know, I mean, there's, and then you're going to show up, then, and there's going to be a hotel key. They're they're going to hand it to you. You don't not, touch your luggage because it's up in your room, yeah. and then you you know you know you get on the plane, and you got you know piles of shrimp and alcohol, and you know it was just it was it was crazy. Card games going on. It's not reality. No, it's not no. even close to reality. But it's easy to get, it's easy to get used <laughs> so to. So you can see that's so you can see why people stay in the game for the rest of their yeah, life. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, but it's not that way in the minor leagues. It's no. that way in the big leagues. It's not that way in the minor leagues, but there is still a certain amount of things that you don't you don't worry about. Right. You know, you still don't. You know, in AAA is where I spent the majority of my career. You don't you don't worry about you know your bag. You know, you worry right. about your 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 yeah. luggage bag, but yeah. you're not worried about your baseball bag. And I mean, it's what time do I need to be here? Yep, that was it for stretch. Right that was the itinerary. extent of what I had to worry yeah. about. Be on the field a long time, ready to go, and play. Yeah. There's going to be some food. It's not going to be that great, but there's going to be some food. You'll always be fed. First, first, first time I got called up to AAA was my very first year in pro ball. I was in short season, and um, 
Ripken went to the big leagues, and then I got called up from from Bluefield, West Virginia. Just I'm green. I'm about 155 pounds, maybe with all hair. I get called up to Rochester. Wayne Krinchicki's there, and it's somebody's birthday, right? Now you're in you're in you're in rookie ball. You get like seven dollars a day to go eat at. That's your that's your spread, and there's no spread after the game either. You know you got to go you go. So you get to I get to Rochester, and you know there's food there, and there's this big cake for somebody's somebody's birthday, and all of a sudden I hear yeah, and Wayne Krinchicki comes running out of the shower in his jockstrap and does airborne sits right in the middle of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, welcome to AAA, man. Uh, yeah. This is like, this is unreal. But that, you know, that whole, you're right. That whole environment was different. They shined your shoes. They, you know, they, they did everything. But it's still, you know, you, you travel was rough in AAA in terms. Of you had to get up early and catch a flight. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't get on a flight. The at hours night. are the hours are nuts. It's, I mean, it's a crazy lifestyle. But yeah. like the, the the amount of things that you're in charge of organizing and, and it's minimal. It's oh yeah, it's, it's, it's minimal. It's tiny. It's you know, minimal. it's just be there. All you yeah. got to do is be there. Be on the bus on time and. And be ready to go. And then they, they, they used to supply chew. There was always beer in the clubhouse afterwards. I mean, it was it was a different world. Mm-hmm. It was a different world. I, 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 I'm happy I went through. I mean, the money wasn't great, but I'm happy the time that I went through the game. Oh, I had a blast. I had a great time. I would. I couldn't imagine. You know, people go, "Oh man, the grind of it." Like I never felt the grind. Mm-mm. I never thought it was a grind ever. I mean, I got to go play baseball every single night. I will say this: my last season, when when I was hurting, it was a grind. When my shoulder was bothering yeah. me and stuff, it was it was a grind. Like it it was it was uncomfortable. Like, you know, like that, and that's when the yeah, questions started popping story. in. Like, is this is this? But like, never when I was healthy or even when I was rehabbing, it was like just rehabbing was that that a, an issue at all? It was just I loved it. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of you know August, the end of August wraps up, and it's like time to go home. It's like, well, where's everybody going? You guys, what are you guys doing? Yeah, <laughs> I could. I, they would never send me to. I never got to go to winter ball because I was by that time I was I had lost so much weight during the season. I would go into. I would. I'd be the opposite. Like a lot of people, like gain weight during the season. I would go in and, you know, I'd have to bulk up, and you know, I'd probably put on fifteen or twenty pounds if I could. And I would be uncomfortable in spring training, and then by within five or six weeks opening day, I was at the I was ready fight to go. Weight. Was that my fight? I, I was at my fight weight, which was my weight, whatever weight it was then, unfortunately. And then I didn't win many of those, but I fought. <laughs> <laughs> I fought, but but yeah, I, don't, I I that was one thing I always said. Like right? wherever I was at, you know, I mean, you didn't want to be an A ball when you felt you should be in Double A, or you, somebody went to the big leagues and you didn't get called up. You know, you always kind of like. I was more disappointed than depressed. I was never depressed about that. I was always kind of disappointed. But then you like you reboot and you go, dude, I'm going out to play baseball tonight. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go compete. It may not be the best 800 in the world, but I'm on the second level right now. And, you know, it's I got a chance to, to get through there. And, yeah. it's, and you're playing for a job, too. You're like, you know, if I, if I you know, maybe this isn't the right situation. Right. But if I keep going out here and, and, peel, and, you know, peeling off good innings and stuff, I got a job next year. So I got a, I got a job next year. I got a job next year. You know it, that that was always a point for me because I was never like that frontline guy. You know, I was never that high draft pick. I was never that money invested. I was always okay. Bring them, we keep them, we like them, and but I was always always felt like I was playing for every other club out there as mm-hmm. well. I wasn't just playing for the organization that I was with. I was How about like, that when somebody on another organization that's like garbage got, would get called uh, up and you're like, what? Yeah. And you know, I'm sitting here behind yeah. Maddox and Glavin. Yeah. It's like fantastic. That was with me sitting behind Ripken. I'm like, where am I going, man? You know, this is Cal Ripken and, you know, it's Billy coming up behind me. Like, where am I going? And it just seemed like everywhere that I, I kind of landed along the way, 
you know, when I went to Anaheim, Dick Schofield was the shortstop, and his father was, you know, Ducky Schofield that played in the big leagues. Okay, there's, there's, there's no going there. Then Alfredo Griffin was the shortstop with the Dodgers. Good player. And then I get to the White Sox, and it's Ozzie Guillen, you know, and then... Alfredo uh, Claudino Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. I remember the 88 Donruss card yeah. had his middle names on the back. That's funny. That's so funny. Well, you're a Dodger fan, so mm-hmm. you, you know, you broke had, his wrist. Dwight Gooden broke his wrist yeah, on had a high inside fastball. You had all, those, all those cards, but... Yeah, there's a million a million minor league stories that I wish um, I wish I could go back and live them. You know, it's I, I I enjoyed the minor leagues probably more than I enjoyed the big leagues. I enjoyed I was proud of the fact that I was in the big leagues and I enjoyed the competition and being at that level. But as far as the whole lifestyle, you know, you were closer to your teammates at the minor league level because you were closer to your teammates because you were closer to your teammates exactly. But you also you had no money. Right, so everybody's running around trying to find dollar pitches of beer. You know, you're you going to the same bars every night, and then but you get to the big leagues and you have no roommate. You know, you got family and friends and businesses that are coming on top of you. You know, for some of the guys, they're younger, they're 10, 15 years younger than some of the guys in the big leagues. So there's no you get the connection. you get the family guys, and everybody <clears throat> spreads. As soon as everybody's over, man. everybody spreads out. In the minor gone. leagues, you just yeah. shuffle from one place to the other. Your world another. was in the clubhouse in the big leagues mm-hmm. and on the field, and then after that. But in the minor leagues, your world was on the bus. It was at the hotel because you, know, you get ordering dominoes and playing cards mm-hmm. till four in the morning. Um, you know, just 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 a different different world. I miss it. I actually, I, I really genuinely, like, I don't miss a whole bunch of my life. You know, like, I think I've had a really good life. and But I would I would go back and do that whole journey and not change a thing yeah. again. And it could end up the you same know, way. I don't wish I was a superstar. I don't wish any, anything else. I just wish I could go back and, you know, put the uni on everything. That's what, that's what upsets me a lot. Like, when we play in, and it's a showcase environment, and I get it. But when you're playing on the weekends, like, I don't ever remember, like, laying down on the weekends because it was the last game on Sunday. You know, you went out and you played, you competed. But the other, the other part about that is <clears throat> you play with the guys you grew up with, right? So mm-hmm. these are guys you ran with outside of the uniform. You know, you went and had fights with, and you know, you did. You know, you, you were accountable to them more than more than were, these right. guys. And I will say this too: I mean, not that laying down. You know, I'm not condoning laying down, but there is a reason sometimes, and that is, I mean, it's different format too these days. Yeah. You know, you got they 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 put too many games on weekends and not enough games spread out. Yeah. So, you know, the fourth game on a Sunday and you got a three-hour drive coming up behind it. And, you know, it's like, this is, this is, this is not exciting. We're playing, who are we playing? Some mediocre team? All right, well, yeah. let's go and have an average game. Yeah, let's just get this over with. But it, that's why I'd like, you know, that's why the Legion, we talked about the Legion format mm-hmm. last week. That's why I love the Legion format. You know, you play a game or two during the week. You play a, you know, game or two on the weekend. But it's spread out and it's more natural. It's more natural for baseball as opposed to just, we're going to slam four games into into this short amount of time, you know, and I, you know, you go out there with nine-year-olds, you know, with Grady's team or whatever, and it's like we're trying to get nine-year-olds to focus for four hours. Yeah, it's like yeah, right, right, yeah, right. The two days in a row too. <laughs> you know, not, not just necessarily Legion, but you should play with inside your your organization. You know, mm-hmm. so the same guys that I played with when I was eight years old, the majority of them I was playing with when I was sixteen and seventeen years old in high school, and then the high school season's over, you go play. You know. The, and you're always playing in, in your in your in your pack, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the other part of it is not every not every player on the team was a dude, you know. So you knew the the strength and the weaknesses of the players, and that player knew the strength and the weakness of himself because mm-hmm. he's been going through it for, you know, eight nine years together. They've created a pecking you know? order, and you know he knew the situations. You knew everything, you know that that he was supposed to do or could, or could do or, or wouldn't do, and. 
And you had, and you brought something to the team, though. I mean, you know, levity or you know whatever the case ice may for the cooler, yeah. you know, whatever. Funny, you know, yeah. the funny or they. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's. I mean, everybody. You fell into a role though because you you had that amount of time. Nowadays, everybody's got to go in, and it's just like I got to go now. Like everything's yeah. got to happen right now, and that's just it's not it's not as natural as it used to be. I had some I had some hardcore coaches along the way. I never I don't I don't know that I had a soft coach all the way through in high school. I mean anywhere. And it's, it's funny now, if you don't pacify a kid or you don't pacify the family, um, you know, they're going to pick up and go. But those are the ones that won't survive in the game, you know, when you're, when you're jumping and you're, you know, you're not comfortable with the coach. You know, it's, it, some of these coaches may be tough, but they have more knowledge than, than the soft guy. But you want to yeah. take the soft guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll let, me, he'll let me do what I want. He'll let me play shortstop if I, yeah. if I ask. Yeah. You know, he'll let me do this. He's fun on the weekends. You know, we're all yeah. traveling. I love the families. The families are great. Yeah. You know. I tell you what, I, I mean, I, it is great, though, when you do get a good group of families. <laughs> We've had some good families all the way through here. We've yeah. had some longevity with families that's been phenomenal. Yeah. And loyal and, you know, been involved in the gala, been involved in just about anything that we do. They're, they're, they're always out there and um, never question, you know. You don't see them, you know. I mean, everybody looks. You know what I mean? Everybody looks on the other side of the fence. But we've had we've had a tremendous number of families stick around, and we appreciate that. All right, what's your day? My day, I, we got school. You got school. We got school this afternoon, and then uh, those try to shoot over the ball field. Okay. Maybe just uh, just to get some BP home run derby. We like to go to the smaller fields so they can hit. Grady can hit home runs. <laughs> yeah, listen, should run him up the knot hole. I'm Hayes going, is, going, Hayes going is getting up, close, man. Going up the knot hole. Is Hayes getting close? He's getting pretty close on the on the. I'll tell you what, he's a dude. He's really good. He's a dude. You know, it's it's it, it's it's interesting because you know Zach Zach and 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 Grady are a lot alike in terms of the overall athleticism, but they both have good arms. They both have, you know they're gonna be fine in this game, and they're probably gonna get a chance to go a pretty good distance. You know, in terms of college and who knows from all that. But you take you take Hayes and you take Dylan, and you're talking about two different athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, and two different type of guys. And I just I just watched like Hayes was cracking me up the other day. You know, when you guys were on the field and he was in the mud. You know, he's diving in the mud. You know, it's like watching Gus, Gus, Gus Wathen. Yeah. Oh my God, Gus would put on his own freaking game for nine innings while the game was going on on the field. <laughs> Dive, he'd talk it out, he'd hit. You know, and uh, it, it's funny. So there, you know, there's 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 different um, different levels in each in each family and each kid. Yeah, they're all individuals. But great, he has a big arm, man. He does. He's got yeah, he a does. big arm, and he's going to be a big kid. Yeah, he's, we just got to make sure he stays behind the baseball. Well, yeah. He, he doesn't mean, like hearing it, it from me. He doesn't like hearing no. it from me. He, he has already got that little attitude where he'll just... Yeah. Pfft. yeah okay, what do you dad. know, Dad? Okay, Dad. What, what do you know, Dad? And, yeah. You know what? I, and, I mean, I've found that, you know, talking to the kids differently. You know, talking yeah. to them differently it helps right there. You know, when I try to talk to him like a coach, it does not work. Yeah. When I'm just, when I kind of like, you know, when I like have a conversation with him, like, hey, you know, I feel like you're balanced on that one, you know, ask him yeah, questions, right. and so make you, him answer. He's much better at, at, at like, he'll make you adjustments. Him. Then you tell him. If I tell him to do it, he's yeah. like, See, I've, I've, kind of, I've adopted that philosophy along the way, is that coach by questions, you know, because it, it, one, it challenges them. Mm-hmm. And then they find out if, they, if the answer's right, it, it sticks. If it's wrong, then you kind of, you kind of go along. Then you got it. an opening. Yeah, then you got an opening to talk. But if you start telling them this is what you should do and this is how you should do it. When you say, like, the words like don't. Like, yeah. when you say don't yeah. to a kid right away, they're like, don't. Right. Yeah. I'm over this. I'm going to go do that right, right now. now. I'm, right now I'm doing so. it. All right. Well, we extended this one today yeah, with the, an hour uh, because we got everybody's quarantined, yep. right? So it 
gives them more time to listen and hopefully they catch up on the uh, on the past podcast but we appreciate everybody for listening to what number 84, 84. number 84 on the podcast on the shape of baseball report appreciate it peace out